This is another episode sponsored by Lexex, a free retro game show styled word game available now for iPhone and iPad. And it still stars me, Ben Padden, as the voice of the announcer. Kinda like this, but not quite because I didn't listen to any of my audio takes before I did this, so I don't feel like I've really uh, captured the energy that I, I had in, uh, in, in the app, so this might sound a little different. Play against up to three other people, online, in real time, or hit the daily challenge for a solo experience. Quickly jam out a bunch of small words for quick points, or go after longer, high-value words for maximum score. It's fun, it's free, and you can get it right now off of the Apple App Store on your iOS device. Find out more about it at LexHex.com. That's L-E-X-H-E-X dot com. Uh... And welcome to the Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm just like you. I mean, You're we, just like me. I mean, we both have red hair. There's I think that's... somewhere else we'd rather be. I mean, I, I kind of... This, I've, I've cleared my day for this. Ours, I, somewhere the dreams come true. I don't know that that... Play, maybe yes, Disneyland? Yes, I am a girl like you. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> a, uh, I mean, when it comes to gender, I, I don't really have, like, preferred pronouns or anything, but I don't, I don't think I identify okay, as Okay, well, a I'm girl. sorry. I was trying to make a connection with you, but it's fine. There are other things. Don't get passive-aggressive with me just because you're trying to tell <sighs> me... fine. You're listing all these things that are provably false and saying, I'm just, like saying, I'm just like you. I have a beehive in my skull. <laughs> that- <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Ah, uh, we are here because we're going to watch a Barbie movie. It is our 25th episode. Yay! So we're on to our fifth Barbie movie. What is that movie, Molly? Barbie is the Princess and the Popper in her first movie musical. Oh, it's a musical? Yes, that's oh, what... Oh, no. I mean, I gathered that was okay. what was happening. You know, but... sometimes the spirit just overcomes me and I just have to sing. You've, you're so... a noted uh, singer. Yes. In public. I definitely love singing for audiences. I'm very comfortable. You're with it. very good at it as well. Yes, also, is love something. It. Yeah, you, you're good at it. You're, you're you if you feel good doing it. I say just keep at it. Do you want mm. me to? Is this going to be a musical episode? No. Our first musical. Episode. Oh no. I think it is. Oh, I'm not singing. I think it is Benjamin. <laughs> I refuse <laughs> to sing. How's that? Was that good? That's no, that counts. Okay, cool. That's it. That so technically, out. technically, it's a musical episode. Yay! Um, so this is the fourth of the modern Barbie mm-hmm. movies, uh, the fifth overall, sixth if you count Barbie and the Rockers and Barbie and the Sensations as two entries, which we do not. not. No, that's uh, excessive. Yeah, it's too much. You don't. There's a. It's a commercial break in the middle of those two bad boys. <laughs> Molly, as the resident barbiologist, what can you tell us about uh, this fourth entry in the Barbie cinematic universe? I can tell you that I love it very much, mm-hmm. and that you'd better love it too. <laughs> I didn't love the last one. <laughs> okay, okay, you get you get one opt out. Okay, but you do have to love this one. Oh no! But what if I don't? How do? You, how will that affect you, Molly? Um, if I, I think I it will put a Bender, permanent wedge in our friendship. 
How many permanent wedges have we inserted <laughs> There's in a lot of wedges now, in there, and I don't know how many more it can take. There's at least two. We've got Mario Brothers. I think our relationship have... is like 90% wedge at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that holds up. This movie is very dear to me. I remember watching it in high school, and I know all the songs. Are you going to be singing along? I am is that going to influence or impact my experience in any way i think it's going to enhance your experience if anything okay well maybe i'll hypnotize you into loving this movie is that is that another trait that you have other than being a very good public singer do you also hypnotize yeah with my that's why i don't sing in public is because i accidentally hypnotize people that's that is a genuine concern we have kind of an ivan ooze scenario yeah last time last time i performed a concert everyone just like threw themselves off a cliff and i was like oops. oh i remember reading about that yeah that was me in the paper that i it was a big oopsie yeah an oopsie no that was nothing uh but uh i guess we are watching this film now i'm guessing it's it's also loosely based on the plot of mark Mark twain's The Prince yeah. and the Pauper. Um, loosely being the operative word. How loosely? Extremely loosely. <laughs> kind of like... So loose. How loose is it? <laughs> is it... Would you say it's looser than Barbie as Rapunzel? Um, no, not quite that loose. Not that loose. I'm going to look and see if Robert McKee had anything to do with this film. I'm going to look at this case. It's very pink. This is a very pink DVD, ladies and gentlemen. There's glitter on the front. Barbie's on the cover twice. Along with two unidentical cats. They fall in love. One is kind of like a like a trans species cat. We're it's gonna get into it's a it. Dog? There's a okay. lot there's a commentary on identity politics, I guess. The the cover to this one is is glittery, and I don't think we've had that with a Barbie DVD up to this point. It's a special edition because it also comes with uh the soundtrack, a CD of the soundtrack. Oh, you got like there was, there was a choice between the vanilla edition and the the, and the, the special edition. Yes, this is the special edition. How old were you when you acquired this film? Um fourteen. Okay. That's I would say so. Half my life ago, half my <laughs> life has been spent singing these songs. Wow! Oh, it does say, but on on the back cover it says, "Based on the story by Mark Twain." Do you think the Twain estate demands that? I don't know. I think Mark Twain—that's a big selling point for tween girls, for sure. Twain—they call themselves twain Twains. Yes. yes, Twain ages. I am so excited to get into this. I kind of. Just want to I dive don't care, into I don't it. care about Robert McKee anymore. I can't find any information, so I assume he wasn't involved. Because who needs Robert McKee when you have Mark Twain? That's true. And who who, who better to... I mean, did he actually serve a story consultant? Did Mark Twain actually come yeah, in? And... Yeah, they did a little seance. And they were nice. like, is this cool? And he was like, whatever, dude. I think they just hired Val Kilmer to come in dressed as Mark <laughs> Twain. And they just said, what would Mark have wanted? And Val was like, you guys aren't... You paid me to wear the costume. You did not pay me to character. <laughs> And then they said, well, fine, we'll get another Mark Twain, a better Mark Twain. And they hired the guy who was in that one Star Trek The Next Generation two-parter who played Mark Twain. And this movie resulted. Yes. So we see he did a fine job. There have been some surprise celebrity guests in the Barbie movies up to this point. Angelica Houston, Frasier, Tim Curry. Is anyone in this movie anyone? Um, let's look it up. On the MDIB? On the MDIBs. No. Cool. No. Oh, oh, I lied. I lied. Oh. Martin Short is in this. What? What? <laughs> Tell me he's voicing the other Barbie. He's Preminger. I'm sorry. No, he's not. He's That's not a Barbie. That's less interesting. He's the bad guy. 
That's where they get their. That's where their guests come in. They're always the bad guy. Yeah, that's the only famous person that I can identify. Okay. Why, Martin? Why Tim? Why Kelsey? Why Angelica? <laughs> I wonder if they all like get together and do like group therapy after this. I genuinely believe Kelsey Grammer and Angelica Houston, at the least, have no memory of doing these movies. I think Tim Curry does remember. I think maybe Martin Short just treasures his memories of that one day that he spent in a recording booth doing all his dialogue for this film. You think he I think did, that's he, one of his mo- his warmest he, and most treasured memories. You think he bashed this out in one day? Yeah. yeah. Maybe two, because he does sing. I assume he sings. I don't think they gave him a sec- separate singing voice. Mm. Yeah, I think he sings. Wonderful. Wonderful insight and information as we lead into Barbie as the princess and also as the pauper, to give it its full title. To give it its full legal name. Barbie as the princess and Barbie as the pauper. It's two movies. Yes. Barbie as the pauper. She plays a drug. Popping back to Earth. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, so, I guess this movie is somewhere online to watch as well. We have the DVD because of course we do. Because of course I own it. I know a bunch of the... Because I looked on Netflix recently. A bunch of the Barbie movies are on Netflix now. Let me look. I do not think it, I do not think it is available on... It's Netflix. not on Netflix. So if you want to watch this, you will have to rent it on Google Play or Amazon. I can assure you that it will be worth it and you will love it. I... <sighs> That's my personal guarantee from me to you. That's the TLT guarantee. <laughs> I don't... don't trust. TLT is our brand. Please don't <laughs> drag me into this. It gets the TLT stamp of approval. Not yet. It does. <laughs> no, no, it's half of the stamp of I, approval. It's half a stamp. So yeah, if you want to watch this online, you know what you know you know what you're doing by now, internet. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go off and watch Barbie as the Princess and as the Pauper in Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper by Mark Twain. By Mark Twain, Mark Twain's Barbie as Princess <laughs> and the Pauper, and we will be right back after these moderately aged commercial messages. In her first ever movie musical, The Princess and the Pauper, Barbie sings. Annalise sings of hope. When you live your Of love. love And they really sing a song together. Just like you, you're just like me. Yes, I am a girl like you. Don't sing two songs each. Those in place sets each sold separately. We are back. Yay! We're back. It was good. Oh yeah. It wasn't the worst Barbie movie Yay, we've seen. I'll take it. It's not. It wasn't as enjoyable as Rapunzel. Okay. But it wasn't as disappointing as whatever it was we watched. Swan Lake. The Swan Lake. Yes, thank you. And we did find out when we were watching the end credits that Robert McKee once again yes. served as story consultant. So, so we have th- him to thank. Three out of four of the modern Barbie movies yeah. that we've watched so far. Did he work on Barbie and the Rockers? Perhaps. Probably not. We should... I feel like that would have ended his career before it began. <laughs> Maybe that was before he figured out, oh, story consultant. <laughs> As in there should be a story. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'm going to go away and hone my craft for two decades. Maybe that was... Maybe yeah. that's the origin story. Yeah. Which is why he feels he keeps like... returning to Barbie. Yeah. It's, that's uh, where it all began. Yeah, his, the, the uh, <laughs> Barbie and the Rockers and Barbie and the Sensations is his great failing. Mm. It's his... 
it's what spurred him on to become better. So that's why he does the Barbie yeah. movies now. It made him the man he is today. Yes. That's what drives him. What drives you, Molly? Um, a Civic. So we watched the movie. I made notes. Because that's what we do on this podcast. I don't make notes because I know this movie frontwards and backwards. Well, the good news then is you can take the point on recounting the narrative. Do you want me to recount the narrative? Oh, there's so much of this that I'm going to have forgotten. It's not memorable. This what? is... It is so memorable. It's set to music. <laughs> oh, you're, you know, you're right. Music makes it memorable. No, yes, I like... It does. It's okay. That's why you set things to music to remember them. Like, I remember all my art and verbs because I put them to a song from High School Musical and now I'll never forget them. Do you want to share that with me? Okay. Is this what the show is now? <laughs> I, I do remember through song the fake emergency services number from the sitcom The IT Crowd. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. 8199 <laughs> I feel like I lived at an address that had that in it. 7253 Murder Lane. Yes. Where you solve murders. Yeah. Was Why it, did I ever leave? Was it you or was it someone else I was talking to where the conversation turned to a fake murder mystery TV series where two lesbians, two elderly lesbians live in a lighthouse and solve murders. I don't yes. know if that conversation was with me. I can see that in my future, yes. for sure. Okay, so that's your future. You and, yeah. and Timber being very living old, in living in a lighthouse, solving mysteries. Yeah, being very old. We install an elevator because we don't want to have to climb all those stairs. I mean, that makes sense. Like a stand a stair lift right in the middle of the elevator? Yeah. Of the lighthouse? I mean, a stairlift in the middle of the elevator would be pretty, pretty ballsy. It's, no, as well. it's it's a stairlift in the middle of the elevator that's on an escalator, but it's like a spiral escalator. Yes. So you get in it, and then you close the elevator door, and then you start the escalator, and it winds you up the stairs to the top. All while the mouse from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, or Tom and Jerry and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, sings that song. We didn't mention that. We we This is our second time recording this week because we did the Patreon bonus episode this yeah, week. Yeah, so what's up? If you are a Patreon supporter, you can go listen to our bonus episode, yeah. which we uh, unfortunately watch Tom and Jerry and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and discuss biblical doctrine and... <laughs> <laughs> and and something inside you broke, hemorrhaging out brightly colored acid yeah, trip laughter. You, it's only a dollar to get access to our bonus episode. So if hearing me have that experience is worth a dollar to you, you should definitely go <laughs> pledge right now. Yes. But let's talk about this movie, which people don't have to pay to hear us talk about. So this movie opens on no framing device. Yeah, so it's, long, it's just Barbie narrating. So long, Shelley. The, Kelly is her Kelly. name. So one of the who is Shelley then? No one. There is no Shelley. I thought there was a Shelley. There's not a Shelley. I'm I'm convinced there's a Shelley. You I'm gonna look Google Barbie Shelley. We'll see who's the Barbie authority in the Barbie end. Shelley. Oh, there was a Barbie's friends and family. Kelly and Shelley. Shelley exists. What? Hold on. I remember Oh, her. she is known as Shelly in Europe. There we go. That'll okay. explain it. So you're not wrong. I'm not wrong, but... I mean, you are wrong because you're in America. <laughs> this is America. Learn Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> 
No Shelleys in this no house. No Shelleys here. Yeah, so the, sh- the framing device with Shelley, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Shelley is gone. Shelley. Because Shelley. 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 Isn't that the, the farmer bro who jacked up the price on those meds and went to prison? Yes. Yes, Martin Shelley. Shelley. Yes. So the framing device with Shelley is gone. Yeah. So we're no- there's no pretense of like, Kelly Shelley has some sad... Has diarrhea. Has and diarrhea. Like, and, and I was like, here's some emodium. And also, once upon a time, <laughs> there were these two ladies who looked like each other. Yeah, we just open on a castle and mm-hmm. Barbie's narrating a, for, for a little bit. And then she doesn't anymore. Until the end, yeah. She doesn't, yeah. Her, her voice cannot be heard unless when... Except for when she's portraying two of the leads. Yeah. Well, she only voices Annalise. She's not the voice of Erica. Oh, she's not the voice no, of Erica? No, Erica That's has a... her own voice. I did not notice that at all. There, on IMDb, um, there's an there's an Annalise there's an Annalise singing voice, and there's an Erica. Kelly Sheridan is not credited as both Annalise and Erica, so I assume that the Erica voice also does the singing voice for mm. Erica. That is my assumption. Okay. I have not delved into this. You should. I should have haven't. researched more thoroughly. Research is not a thing that we it's hear at forte. the Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly we like Industries. We to come in fresh. Yeah, fresh and unencumbered, unburdened by yes. knowledge. So the film opens with, uh, I guess, the two Barbies. I'm just going to say rich Barbie, poor Barbie. Rich Barbie, poor Barbie. Um, singing a duet on other sides of the... Kingdom that kingdom, they live in. Where rich Barbie is she's lamenting... Complaining that she's so rich. Yeah, and poor Barbie is complaining that she's so, so poor. poor. Um, but their lives are so similar and yet so different. And this, oh, it's someone, it's that, this is a musical. You did warn me, and by extension our listeners, that this is a musical. It doesn't need to be a it musical. It doesn't need to be a musical, but it's like, you don't need hot fudge on your Sunday, but doesn't it make it <laughs> so much better? I think that maybe the music played a part in this film not being the worst Barbie Yay! movie that we've seen. But I'll take that. There was also music in Barbie and the Rockers and Barbie and the Sensations. <sighs> yeah. We endured that. But that's different because these we know are songs that are intended to advance the plot i mean that's fair key plot points and there's certainly no argument as to which pieces are and are not digested and it's clear that the barbies and all the characters sleep unlike in barbie and they the have Rockers. beds yeah they actually we have saw beds them and sleep. rooms we watched and bedrooms. them sleeping we did watch barbie have a bath yeah, so Barbie bathes and eats and sleeps in this movie. For f- it's the first time in five movies that Barbie's had a bath. Yeah. She doesn't stink anymore, finally. <laughs> That's been the impetus. The, yeah. the driving force of the narrative is everyone trying to get away from Barbie because of how bad the stink lines are coming off of her yeah. wretched, wretched flesh form. She smells good now. Versus She's Daisy. Fine. Yeah. But which Barbie was the real Barbie? <gasps> the real Barbie was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. I need a better answer. I'm sorry. The real, real Barbie, Barbie was inside, inside us all, all along. Close. Very close. Barbie is not inside me. To your disappointment. <laughs> I want to get this mental image out of my head. Yeah, let's move along to the narrative. So they sing their song. They sing their song, yes. About how it sucks to be poor, but also it kind of sucks to be rich if you really think about yes. it. But oh, there's, there's this hot, huge, like, the opening narration tells us how about this kingdom used to have a gold mine, mm-hmm. and they mined the mine dry, and because the mine is dry, they're immediately bankrupt, as would be 
the case in reality. They're very hand-to-mouth, this kingdom. Yeah. So as soon as... The, the very day yeah. that the gold is gone... It's all very farm-to-table, <laughs> so they have... They can't have no more gold to eat. Um, and so the kingdom is bankrupt. So she consp- not conspires is probably not the right word, but plans to marry her daughter. The queen is who we're talking the queen about. Plans to have her her daughter, Rich Barbie, married off to King Dominic of a neighboring kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, her grand vizier, because it's always the advisor, it's always the never trust a, a vizier. If if you are a king or queen and you have someone on staff, to I know give we have a advice, large monarch audience, and this oh, is yeah. for you guys. It's almost exclusively like you know. Middle Eastern, you know, monarchs and Russian oligarchs and what have you. Um, so her her advisor, her grand vizier, voiced by Martin Short, who who goes all the way. Yeah, he just he's in he's into this in a way that Tim no Curry, Angelica been. Houston, and, and Frasier def- definitely not Frasier. Yeah, was not into this at all. Like Martin Short is here for this. Also, fun fact: his character model. That they designed at Mainframe Studios, where they design characters, very short. But all of the camera angles are still positioned, as if to make him look taller. It's like they cast Tom Cruise I and never shot him accordingly. Noticed that, but you are right. It was the character yeah. model is short. Yeah, they leaned into the name. Or very is how tall enough. is Martin Short? I thought he was actually short. Hey Google, how tall is Martin Short? Martin Short is five feet seven inches tall. That's not terrible. It's taller than me. He, but he's he's still shorter than me. To so. me, anyone over five six is tall. I mean that's fair. <laughs> I'm six three or six four, depending on what time of day it is. So he's shorter than me by a, a country mile. Country mile being about a foot. But he's taller than me. Yes. By a country mouse. <laughs> country mouse being about three inches. By fivel. He's he's by he's, he's fivel taller than me. He's one fivel taller than you. Um. But we discover that... Preminger's been hoarding all the goo. That's the name of the vizier. Yeah, his the name is Preminger. I'm just going to call him Martin Short. Martin Short. There's a tr- rich tradition when it comes to these barbel... Bar- there's these barbel movies. I nearly <laughs> said Barbie movies. The Barbel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, so uh, evil Martin Short um, has been taking his henchmen? Yeah. Sidekicks? Some, his... Idiots. Thugs. Idiot twins. Yeah. Lots of twins in this movie. It's a, there's a twinfasis. Nick ah! Nick and Knack, the Nick global Knack. gladiators. Oh my god. That's a great gaming joke. What is the name Knack short for? If Nick is short for Nicholas. The Knack. Is short for Nicholas. yes. He has no knackers. Nick Nick was gifted with testicles and Knack was not. I didn't know that was what that meant. Knackers, yeah. Did you not know that? No, oh, I don't wow. know your weird European slang. Uh, well, it won't be tiny island. It won't be weird in European for much longer if Brexit happens. It will just be weird in British. And also, that oh. there'll be an insulin shortage and no food. So poor Barbie works as a seamstress for... I'm going to describe her as a big old bitch. <laughs> She's just a bitch. Madam Carp is her name. Fish woman. I guess the carp is a kind of fish. Yes, yeah. you're right. And she doesn't give a carp about her <laughs> staff's feelings or wants. Stop snapping your thing. <laughs> See, now the listeners don't know what that means. I'm wearing my Mickey ears. I went to Disneyland this week, and I'm very happy, and I'm wearing my Mickey ears. I'm really tempted to reach out and snap it on you. Please don't. But it'll hurt you, and if then you I'll feel bad. If you do it a little bit, it's no, fine. No, I don't wanna. If you do it a, a lot. Stop doing that. There, it's actually fine, because there's no there's no tissue for it to get on the chin. But if you go, ah, lower, 
Cut all of this out. I'm going to cut it all out. This this episode episode is going to be 20 minutes long. (laughs) So Martin Short's evil plan is he's... Even though the gold miner is apparently out of gold, he, he, he's been sending Nick and Nack, the global gladiators, into the mine to get more gold, because apparently there's some left. And through this mine gold, he's acquired quite a lot of wealth, and his plan is he wants to marry the prin- rich Barbie. The princess, yes. Yes, so that he becomes king. Why? Marrying a princess doesn't make you king. It no. Makes you the prince. Yeah, what is his end goal there? It's a it's dumb plan. It's children, Benjamin. And it also doesn't take into account, like, the kingdom is broke. Like, he doesn't have... Maybe he's just really excited to redistribute his wealth that he's acquired. And keep in mind, this is his plan is going up opposite the plan for Rich Barbie to marry King Dominic from the other kingdom. A whole other kingdom with its okay, own money. Yeah, okay, 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 let's back this up. Okay. If he allows Princess Barbie to marry King Dominic... Then they are married. The kingdom is saved. And he just has a bunch of money to do whatever he wants with. I'm realizing now that that's a much better plan is to just let it go. Yeah, because then he has wealth. Preminger's not very bright. Yeah, he's not. He should just have the money. But I guess he wants to be king. I would rather be rich than powerful. What if What if he's just lonely? What if we recontextualize all of his machinations through the lens of loneliness? Oh, he's just an incel looking for love. (laughs) Yeah, he just wants a sex robot. Yeah. Sex robot would make everything better. It would solve a lot of society's problems. I don't, I'm not convinced. It would solve a lot of my problems. It would solve a lot of the narrative problems with Barbie as the princess and as the pauper. Yeah. It would not solve reality's problems because if you give an incel a a fish... They'll they'll be, they'll As, eat for a day. So they say if you give an incel a cookie, then he'll want some milk. If you give him some milk, then he'll want a bedtime story. And if you give him a bedtime story, he'll want to be tucked in. Yeah. And if you tuck him in, he'll want Cop you to feel. I yeah, don't know. yeah, there we go. That's probably it. <laughs> yeah. um, no, what it it's if you give an incel something that is human shaped for them to dehumanize, they will dehumanize yeah, other human shaped. No, it I've doesn't. I've created the opposite of a solution. Yeah. And he already sees people as tools anyway. I mean, his henchmen, and at least said henchmen, that's a different thing. His henchmen. His henchmen sequence. His henchmen are literally knickknacks. <gasps> oh, I'm so enjoying going through this with you because you're revealing a lot of things that I had never noticed or considered before. How many times have you seen this movie? Quite a few times. Too many times? Not no, enough? never enough. Never enough. It's never enough, Never Molly. enough. No. But that's, that's uh, Martin Short's evil, evil scheme. And it makes slightly less sense than uh, Kelsey Grammer's evil scheme. Yeah. But not as much sense as Angelica Houston's Maybe evil Robert scheme. McKee was sick on the days they were discussing the evil schemes. Or maybe it's, and I think we've made this joke before, but maybe story consultant means, hey, should we have a story on this? And he goes, what? Yeah, yeah. obviously. And that's the extent of the $2, conversation. $2,500. Yeah. So, <sighs> Rich Barbie's best friend, who is a guy named... Julian. Julian. He's also her tutor. Julian Bashir from Star Trek yes, Deep Space Nine. Julian Bashir is no. in this. Um, which is weird because he's also her age. And her tutor, as you pointed out. It's weird. It's all very strange. But they, they get on a horse and go into town. Yeah, because um, Rich Barbie is depressed that she has to marry a rando that she's never yeah. met before. Which is fair. Yeah, she's going to marry Rando Calrissian and no one is, is happy about that. Um, least of all her. So she's wandering through the town and then she hears her voice singing. And she goes to see who's singing, and it is uh, poor Barbie. Erica. Performing for a crowd with a tip jar. 
and she's watching and enjoying the singing and both of them have their hoods up which means they are unable to recognize each other because obviously when you're wearing a hood that's like the blast shield is down yeah so you can't see madam carp fishwoman comes and hears poor barbie singing and because poor barbie owes fishwoman a ton of money confiscates the tip jar mm-hmm. and says don't sing you're stupid I feel like she would say, keep singing because you're making more money that I will take. I think the argument is, well, if you're making money here, that's less money that you're making for me I feel as like a seamstress. it's on her lunch break. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. But we're not supposed to like okay. Fishwoman. We don't like Madame Carp. But yeah, uh, Rich Barbie comes up and compliments poor Barbie on how great their singing voice is. They both take off their hoods and realize they look identical, <gasps> except poor Barbie has brown hair. Yeah. Because the rich, obviously, Aryan poster and children. We... <laughs> yes. Rich Barbie yeah. is the ubermensch, is the oh, uh, Aryan ideal. Um, they sing and dance a little bit about how how the same oh, they are. and um, Rich Barbie has a birthmark. That poor Barbie does not have, because apparently if you're royal, you are born with a birthmark shaped like a crown. Is yeah. what I learned today. I was born with a birthmark shaped like a submarine, so I don't know what that means. It means you're a submarine. I am a submarine. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, Rich Barbie has the birthmark. Poor Barbie only has a tattoo of a duck on her butt, um, which is not royal or decent. <laughs> not even tasteful. She's got that little the tribal barbed wire on her tramp stamp region. She says, I have a I have a tattoo of a chicken on my belly, and she pulls up her midriff to reveal her belly button and she says oh it must have rubbed off there's a, all that's left is the arsehole and everyone laughs and uh, roll credits joke. what is that joke from i don't know what it's from but it was a joke that i was told to repeat when i was very very little <laughs> i don't know if it's from something if it's from something do let me know tweet at me at ben padden anyway they, they do a whole little song and dance about how the same they are it's basically the Super Mario Twins song from that one viral video. One is rich and one is poor, but they have the same problems. Yeah, there's kind of a sister-sister situation. <laughs> um, and then Dude Guy comes back. Julian. Julian comes back and it's like, I'm seeing double here, four crusties. And uh, they go, well, bye, and leave, right? That's what happens? Well, Annalise promises, Rich Barbie promises poor Barbie that she's going to invite her to sing at the palace. That makes sense. Yeah, that doesn't happen. No, because uh, when Rich Barbie goes back to the castle, Martin Short conspires to have her kidnapped. And then she's kidnapped. Yeah, she is kidnapped, along with her kitty. Yeah, because if you're going to kidnap a princess, you definitely want their cat. You want the cat, too. You want their familiar, their feline familiar. Yeah, that way. Well, that's weird. You'd want to separate her from the familiar. That way she can't do her blood magic (laughs) to escape. Because you need an animal to sacrifice in order to complete the incantation. Yes. Um, Julian discovers the next day that the princess has has gone missing, uh, in part because Martin Short has forged a note from Rich Barbie that says, I don't want to marry... King King Dominatrix, I'm out. Peace, y'all. I'm Audi. Catch you on the flippy floppy. Signed, Princess Good Barbie. I do have a question. What is a is do, Dominatrix is is the feminine form? Yes. What is a man Dominatrix? A dominator. Dominatrix. Dominate. Dominator. 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 I guess would be the, would be the male equivalent. Form. But I th- I think that's the, not as fun. No, which I think I think is just why Dom gets used. A lot. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> so Julian uh, immediately suspicious of the note that Martin Short 
has found. Oh no, because the um, uh, King Dominic's uh, messenger and I guess a representative of, of King Dominic's have arrived. And the messenger, by the way, that is just that's King Dominic in disguise. Like they don't make yeah, any he dis- effort. He disguises himself as a page. Yeah, they make zero effort to hide the fact that this page is King Dominic. It's it was immediately obvious, even to me, with my inability. No, they weren't trying to hide it because they literally in the first scene that you meet him, they address him as King Dominic. Oh really? Yes. I didn't. I must have been no, looking you, at my you, phone. You then. weren't supposed to be not knowing the information. I thought they were trying to hide it, but make it the kind of thing you no, could no, easily no. figure out, so that when it happens, you're no, like, they ex- oh, they I ex- knew it. They explicitly say in the scene where okay. they're they're in their carriage pulling up to the castle, like, "Hey, King Dominic, are you sure you want to do this?" Yeah. Okay. Well, I missed that bit entirely. Yeah. But uh, Julian's like, "Well, we obviously we should go out and look for the princess." And Martin Shaw's like, "No, that's dumb, and you're an idiot." So Julian just goes down to town. And uh, bothers poor Barbie at work. And poor Barbie is so excited because she thinks she's been invited to sing at the palace, but she hasn't. She's been invited to impersonate the princess. They 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 journey back to the castle together with her and her cat. Uh, she also has a cat who thinks it's a dog. Who yeah, it's yeah. a dog on the inside. Yeah, and barks. It's uh, it's an, what's the word? Other kin. Yes. Where you think where you <laughs> you know relate to a different species other than your own. Poor Barbie is very acutely aware of the fact that she's an imperfect and inferior genetic specimen um, because of her brown hair and lack of royal birthmark. And she has a duck tattoo on her butt. Mm, And and Julian is like, well, just wear this wig that it just will go. I just had sitting around. I just had it. I definitely don't do drag. I just <laughs> never even occurred to me like what is what would his drag Why does name Ju- be? I don't Julian's drag name. Hmm. Crown Jewels. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That was so speedy. Good yeah, job. it's just what came to me. It just came off the top of the dome. I didn't Google it or anything. Um, Very nice. So they have a little uh, what I'm going to call a songtage where they do a they cram a bunch of different etiquette lessons. Yeah, it's like that scene in Little Nemo. Yes. Where she puts on a different dress and she wears yeah. the wig over her already lengthy long brown hair. Yeah. But yeah, they do the the etiquette stuff and uh, and then they go downstairs and Julian's like, "Hey, guess who I found?" And poor Barbie disguised as rich Barbie's like, "What's up, yo? I'm rich Barbie." Uh, and uh, that's what she says. And I'm sorry I ran away. Uh, oops, oopsie doodle. <laughs> uh, oh, spaghettios. And then. The page reveals himself to be King Dominic. Does that happen in this no, scene? No, he doesn't do that in no, this scene. Okay. In this scene, um, they sing together. They sing a song. Oh, yeah. Because um, he overheard her singing to the cat in oh, the yeah, bath Oh, yeah, that's earlier. right. She... I feel like we're doing this a little bit out of order. Oh, we're definitely doing this out of order. I'm just remembering um, just, it as it comes to me. Um, at some point, she's, she's taking a bath because she's never had a bath before. Bless her. And she's singing to her cat about how it's okay to bork. And... <laughs> The king overhears her singing and is like, wow, what an angel. As she's singing, like, your bow wow's the cat's meow. Yeah. Because she's a big fan of the rapper Bow Wow. Yeah, she is. Who, this was 2003, 2004, 2004. so would he have been little Bow Wow at that point? I think he was just aging out of, of being Lil. So the Lil was still there, but it was silent. Yeah. Yeah. Soon, soon he would go on to drop the Lil. Yeah, it's it's like an umbilical cord. Like, it it just it it shrivels, shrivels up and, and falls, falls off. off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she has a bath, she calls her, she says, you know, cat, do your own thing. Which, you said this song always felt weird to you. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it, because a lot of the language of the song was like, be you, you know, if people are going to laugh at you, if people are going to comment on you being different, that doesn't mean you 
need to change be you I'm and really i really like that you got something out of i really like the message of that song when i was a kid i have red hair for anyone who's listening and has never seen what i look like i have red hair and growing up in england i used to get bullied for having red hair a lot by other kids by teachers everyone and some of my friends every now and then a friend would say to me and they were very well meaning but they would say why don't you just dye your hair and my response was always because i'm not going to i'm not going to change a fundamental part of my appearance to appease people who have already decided that they don't like me. Mm. I'm, I refuse to do that. If they don't like the fact that I have red hair, that's not my problem. That is entirely theirs. So I never dyed my hair. I did bleach it once for Halloween in 2000, 2000 or 2001. Please show me a picture of that. I don't think there are any pictures. Never mind. I might ask family friends if they have any pictures. Um, but yeah, I bleached my hair because I think I literally went as Eminem to a Halloween yeah. party, uh, which I think... That I was dates gonna, me I somewhat. was gonna guess Spike from Buffy, but that would man, also that would have been better. Yeah, damn it. Um, yeah, and you can't, you shouldn't change who you are to make other people happy, and that's what that song is about. Like, be you. Let yeah. your let your freak flag fly. It's just a little, it's just a little silly. Is yeah, all. I liked She's it. Singing to a cat who wants to be a dog. Who wants to be a dog? Yeah, and that's that's all. and the thing is. The, the cat isn't like, oh man, I wish I were a dog. The cat just behaves like a dog. Yeah. And it, everyone's like, okay, so this cat is a dog. Cool. Like, it's not a, there's no like yearning or like, man, I wish I, no, the cat just is dog. So the cat just barks and. Exhibits dog traits. Yeah. And they say it's okay. Yeah. They do you. That's, that, that song is my favorite song in this film. What? Like, I genuinely love it. Oh, well, I have the music CD. I won't go that far. Track. I still have the soundtrack to Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. That's it's as gonna, far as... It's going to keep you set for a, a while. For, for quite some time, yes. But yeah, they go downstairs and they do, they do introductions and they sing at the piano. Yeah, um, it's very lovely. And uh, yeah, it's very... And there's a montage while they're singing of them doing other things that are not singing. Which Ooh! is not, not... That's not as salacious as it sounds. <laughs> they're just walking around the gardens and getting to know each other. And it's very chaste and romantic. It's like shots from a like a, a, a Time Life commercial for like the, the music of Barbie <laughs> and Princess and the Pauper available now on CD and cassette. <sighs> then they talk and the king says, Hey, I, you know, I like you. You are honest and forthright. Bye! And he leaves. And she's like, fuck! <laughs> she, she, yeah, she goes, fuck! No! <laughs> and, and she's like, oh, honest, forthright? Oh, no! <laughs> and she, is, is it here that she mentions she thinks she's, that she is falling in love with the, yeah. the king? That's so interesting, because she arrives at that conclusion very quickly. Yeah. Like, she figures it out really quickly. It, within a day. Historically, any time I've had a crush on someone, it takes me at least six months to figure out yes. that's what I'm feeling. So good on you, Barbie. You're really with it, and I'm not. I fall hard and fast, but I do not fall this fast. <laughs> Over the course of a montage. Over, I've never montaged myself in love with someone. It's never happened. Maybe that's like a life hack. <laughs> if you want to if you want to fall in love with someone quickly you need a montage yeah just sing a song with them and walk through a garden but like do it really fast yeah really fast the end like a minute 50 max yeah you need to, you guys need to have fallen in love before what would be the second or third commercial break if this were airing yeah. on television yeah do these have commercial because i uh the one bit of barbie movie history i do know is that these have traditionally aired, aired on, on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, and it's not Nickelodeon airs them. It's Mattel literally buys the time slot mm-hmm. as commercial time, yeah. 
and and that's how they air on Nickelodeon. Although now that they're on Netflix, I don't think that's. I'm not sure what happening, kind of right? setup they're doing now, but yeah, I do remember that when it would release on DVD, that was also the weekend that like it would be showing on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I they don't. It's it doesn't read like it's made for TV though. Mm-hmm. There there are obviously like scene breaks, but there's there aren't like fade to black. Yeah, but there's and none of that. So I wonder um, whether there's two edits, like with some of the newer seasons of Red Dwarf, where they know they're airing it on TV, so they put an act break. And then on the Blu-ray, that's not there. I wonder with the the Barbie movies, are there act breaks on the broadcast version, or because it's all commercial time, are they do they just run it through? I don't remember. If you work for Nickelodeon, oh, I know someone at Nickelodeon. Yeah, just I can ask. ask. Them. Yeah, no, we're good. Um, so I'll do that. I'll ask them the next time we do a Barbie episode. I'll uh, I'll have forgotten that I've done. That. We'll get the skinny on it. So Barbie escaped. Rich, Rich Barbie, Barbie escaped. Rich Nick and Barbie Nick. has been in like a cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Yeah, with a bunch of monsters. <laughs> yeah, and she tricks the stupid henchmen. By mm-hmm. making them think there's like a ghost in her room. Yes. And then she just bolts out and jumps on the horse. And then she pieces and out. And away. Uh, but when she arrives at the castle gates, the guard there will not let her in because the guard's like, well, princess is the princess in. Like, is already here. You literally saw her eating saw her. dinner. What are you talking about, idiot? Piss off. And, and like, brandishes his spear at her yeah. in a threatening way that's... Almost PG. He doesn't do it. There's some peril. Like like a uh, like uh, sand person style from Star Wars, no, but there is a little he, like like jabs it at her a little. Yeah. So she turns around and is like, "Look." Yeah. And heads back to town to go to the dress shop to find poor Barbie. To find poor Barbie. And when she gets there, Fishwoman mistakes her for, for poor, poor Barbie. Barbie. And bec- and then because Rich Barbie says, "Well, I'm the princess. How dare you speak to your stuff like that?" Fishwoman says, you're not the princess. I'm close personal friends with the princess and you don't look anything like her. Fuck you. And locks her in the workshop to work on all the dresses and she she's not allowed out until she's done. She's very bad at sewing. Oh, she's dresses. awful at sewing. It's bad. Meanwhile, Julian gets captured. People keep getting captured. I cannot even keep track of it. I know that I know that he gets captured because we note we made note that the bag that they used was the same bag. Like they made a very detailed bag prop, like and they wanted to get sack that, and yeah. anyone. If you're kidnapped in this movie, you are going to go in the burlap sack at some point. If you if you if you get if you're the first person to get kidnapped and you piss yourself in terror, the second person has to live with that yeah. smell while they're in the sack. Yeah. But yeah, Julian has gone to the cabin in the woods because he followed Preminger there or something. He's trying to figure out where Preminger is keeping Rich Barbie. Yes. But he gets captured himself. Oops. Womp womp. Rich Barbie sends her cat to the palace with the dress label. Yes. Say, and the ring. And the ring her, is on the... And her ring to say, yeah. come and find me. To send a message of like, come and find me. Yeah. Um, but it's intercepted by Preminger, who goes and finds her, and that's when he realizes that there's two of them. Yes. And he takes Julian and Rich Barbie. He goes to, to get the Rich mines. Barbie because Rich Barbie doesn't know that Martin Short is the correct is the person. So she goes with him willingly plan. because she does not realize that he is evil. And then he locks them both in the mine. He locks her and, and Julian in the mine. And deliberately collapses the entrance yeah. to the mine so that. They're trapped in there and they're going to die. Yeah. But uh, Martin Short has Rich Barbie's ring Mm -hmm. and approaches the queen and says, hey, 
This is not rich Barbie. This is a different, this is a poor Barbie. This is a cheap knockoff Barbie. <laughs> she doesn't even have the birthmark. And then Barbie goes, yes, I do. And shows everyone her duck tattoo, which is <laughs> just embarrassing. Because no. She that's, has to hitch up her skirt. Yeah. Well. It's, a, it's a long scene as well because there's a lot of dress. Yeah, there's a lot of like petticoats and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, this is probably where they put the commercial break with all of the clothing yeah, stuff. Yeah, they just fade out. Yeah, they fade out. And then when they fade in, she's uh, in the dungeon. She's been thrown in the dungeon. And this is the point where Martin Short tells the queen, well, guess we're fucked. But I got a bunch of money from a recent business venture. In fact, you could say I've struck gold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about we... Get hitched. Yeah. And he does like, he does the, he makes the the, the circle with one finger and then puts his index finger through the other one like a bunch of times. Yeah, you can stop now. And, she's and like, uh, all right. She does that thing that all women do when a man wears them down and says, "Yes, I will marry you." <laughs> so they're getting ready for a wedding, like really fast turnaround. They, on well, this they wedding. were already getting ready for a wedding. It's just now none of the original participants in the wedding are in the wedding, and we have two completely new wedding. Two completely people. nude p- wedding people. It's a Beta Z yes, wedding. <laughs> they're sky clad. Yeah, they're they're in Sky Mall. My joke was funny, Ben. I liked your joke, but I wanted okay. I wanted to go. You made your joke. Remember, <sighs> you made your naked wedding joke. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. But your okay. beta said joke. That's a naked wedding joke. That was your joke. You I thought you said joke. that one. No, you said that. So we sound so similar, so it's easy for me. It's to... hard to tell us apart. Yeah. It's like we're we're the prince and the princess yes. and the prince and the pauper and the pauperess. Which one am I? Either answer I give is 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 is, is tinged with offense. Because <laughs> if I say you're the princess, it's like well you can't make your own bed. You don't know how to do basic things. And if I say you're the pauper, I'm implying that you're not a pretty pretty princess. Aww, so there's you no. You can be a pretty pretty pauper. You are the end. Thanks. What happens? She's next? in the dungeon. Erica is poor, poor Barbie, Barbie. Is in the dungeon. Our poor Barbie. Poor Barbie is in the dungeon. This is a very kinky movie. We've got doms. We've got dungeons. Uh, we have a, a jail guard who looks like Justin McElroy, <laughs> who is literally they. This is a recycled character model from from the previous Barbie yeah. movie, which they do a lot. Like there's a they, baker yeah, in the yeah, beginning yeah. who is literally the baker from uh, Barbie of Swan Lake. Yeah, they they reuse a lot of. <gasps> I just realized that the the guy who officiates the wedding is Odette's dad. <gasps> yes. Ah! Oh man! I was like his face looks so familiar, and in the very beginning, Erica's mother is Odette's sister. It's the same model as Odette's sister. Wow! Mm-hmm. So they didn't even try, like same hair color <laughs> and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of that. That's how you save money making these things. Yeah, it's fine. It just means that they're all part of the Barbie verse. I think maybe Odette's yeah. sister grew up and had a, a child. Yeah, and then went, clearly, went into yeah. debt and died. They'll do what they'll do is they'll the last Barbie movie will be like a big Infinity War style crossover <laughs> with all of the cinematic Barbies. All right, half of them go to brunch. Am I allowed to say brunch? I can't tell when is when is the statute of limitations on spoilers. It's I mean it's it's out on Blu-ray now, so it's fine. Uh, I don't. I think it's also into the pop culture hive mind. Like I think pretty much everyone at this point knows what happens at the end of Infinity War, and obviously Winnie the Pooh shows up and saves the day, yeah, thus yeah, bridging yeah. the Marvel universe with the broader Disney universe. Yeah. 
And obviously the next movie a is really going to feature... really strong choice. I'm yeah. interested to see where they take it. Um, and I think the, the plan eventually is to kind of roll Star Wars into there. And I reckon within five to ten years we'll end up with... It won't be the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore. It won't be the Star Wars franchise. It will just be Kingdom Hearts. That was another fun bit we just did. Yeah, but... I don't remember what we were talking. Oh, you were talking about Justin McElroy. Yeah, there's the 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 guard in, who's guarding the cell who's asleep because uh, poor Barbie is singing. Poor Barbie is singing a lullaby. Barbie. She's singing to, him to, to sleep. lull Justin McElroy yeah, to sleep. Yeah, she's hypnotizing him like I often yeah. do. Yeah, and then she's built like the stick that the friends, the titular friends, use to wake up ugly naked guy when they're worried he might be dead. He, she herself builds a stick to hook the keys yeah, off of his belt Yeah, she takes her and she fashions a little hook out of it. And she ha- takes some straw from her sad little mattress. And she, she gets the keys off of him. And then immediately, like, just bolts out the door. Doesn't try to quietly shut it or anything. So he, like, wakes up right away. Yeah. And chases after her. Justin McElroy here Justin at all. Justin McElroy chases after her. Um, and then she runs into another guard. Another guard who's who's like, I've got this a uh, weirdly handsome guard whose voice sounds familiar. Very familiar. Who could it possibly be? I don't know. Um, and he's like, Yeah, I've got orders to take her up to the queen. And Justin McElroy is like, blah, 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 as he so yeah. often does on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the guard who's. I I think I'm just going to throw this out there as a fan theory, and maybe other people, maybe there are YouTube videos that have already covered this, but I think the other guard was King Dominic. I was going to say Julian, but I guess we'll see in the end. We'll see, uh, because they uh, they venture upstairs, and then the guard takes his helmet off, and it is it's Dominic. I was wrong. I was right. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. The joke I would usually do in moments like this is I'd say I've got to call my mum, and I can't do that joke. Oh, so that joke's call been... your stepmother. She's she's in the mountains and she doesn't get perception. You can call me. I'll be your mother. You're right. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. All right. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna turn off. Do not disturb. Who's calling me? Ben's calling me. Hold on. Hello. Hi. Hi. I have some exciting news. What is it? Well, I've been recording the podcast with with Molly. I think oh, you know you know Molly. Right? That's funny. I've been recording with Ben. So. Oh, I, I don't like that guy. No, he's okay. Why you do, why do you record a podcast with someone if you only think they're okay? Well, because I kind of agreed to it, and now I can't really back out of it because we've got a Patreon now, and uh, we have yeah. to I mean that the Patreon through bef- college, and yeah, before the the Patreon, it's really easy to like back away, but now that there's money involved, it's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But how are you doing? Tell me about you. I'm doing okay. No, yeah, I mean, so it feels like it's been a while. Um, and, and just just a quick call. I just wanted to let you know that um, uh, so we're doing a bit where we we were talking about. Um, there's this guard in this movie, and um, I was saying it was King Dominic. I'm really bored, and I'm hearing you talking twice, so I really <coughs> want to wrap this bit up because right. it's hurting my um, brain. Anyway, so I said the thing, and I was right. Oh, wow. And that almost never happens. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I've got a couple of other people to call, and then I should probably finish recording this podcast because we've been talking for way too long. Okay, um, well, I'll see you later. All right, I'll talk to you later. Love you. I love you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Anyone important? No. Okay. It's just this guy that's been. All the time? Yeah, he won't shut up. <laughs> I think we, like, in our entire four-year friendship, we've had maybe three phone, phone conversations, conversations, and that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to show up on my bill. I should... Whose idea was this bit? I think it was mine. This is a very bit-heavy episode. I think it's because... I think because there's not a lot of content. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... 
Rich Barbie shows up? Question mark. Rich Barbie she gets is rescued. trapped in the. Oh, because the the dog cat, the cat dog, cat dog, alone in the world as a little cat dog, goes off looking with a horse, I guess. Yeah, there's a horse also. To find the to find out where so, yeah, Rich Barbie and Julian are. Goes to the mines and like accidentally steps on, or I guess intentionally steps on a sinkhole and opens up another yeah. way into the cave. Yeah. And um, uh, they get out. Yeah, Rich Barbie and Julian are where the cave has collapsed. They're trying to pick at it with pickaxes. They find a bunch of geodes, which means that the mine isn't empty. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but as they're trying to like smash their way out... They hit a spring they, or something. And, yeah, and water starts flooding the cave. So they've made the hole... The wa- They intentionally make the water hole bigger so that the... the Whole so cave they, floods and, and they, they can get, get in out. a barrel. They get in a barrel. Why is there a barrel in a mine? For mi- to store mining equipment or to store your mining booze? Yeah, mining wine, whining. Mining. Yeah, um, in the same way that evil Mario is Wario, evil mine is wine. wine. Yes, <laughs> we cracked it. We did it. We cracked the case. So they float up out. They all float, all float down. down here. <laughs> So, so we're finishing each other's. So they float up uh, and they get out of Sentences. the mine. <laughs> and they go and stop the wedding. Everyone stops the wedding, right? Like every person arrives. Think, and... Yeah, they all kind of converge there at the same time. Yeah. So Erica and Dominic are there, and then Julian and Annalise are there. They all tell the queen that the uh, the Preminger is the, the, bad the, yeah, news. That Martin Short, uh, Martin Short got caught. And he's he's he got caught short, and he's uh, evil, and goes to jail forever. Yeah. And Rich Barbie confesses to Julian that she's always loved him. Oh. Poor Barbie tells uh, King Dominic that she's in love with him. Oh. There's a big song and dance. They have a double wedding, which does involve a scene of both Barbies walking up the aisle in white dresses, which immediately put me in mind of you know those idiots on on Twitter when they see a picture of like. Two women getting married, it's and they're like both in the white dresses on the same day as your best friend. Yeah, it's like that is not what is happening, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> my dudes. Just gals being pals, but in this case, it is they just gals just being, being pals. pals. I mean, actually, it's unclear because they do all ride away in that carriage together, like they're going on a oh, four, on a four way honeymoon. Yeah, there's a lot of I, I think I commented as the there's as a, the credits were rolling. There's happening. definitely some wife swapping. We don't know. Julian and Dominic might be into each other. Yeah, um, we don't know. And, and none of them are related. They just look similar, and, so... Yeah, and it could be a Deep Space Nine, like, major Kira, intendant Kira situation where the two Barbies um, are attracted to each other. Yeah. Because of narcissism. Exactly. If you were a narcissist and you met someone who looked exactly like you, would you not want to at least kiss them? Like, immediately upon meeting them? I would have to get to know them. Would you not have the thought of, wow, they look so much like me. I kind of want to kiss them a little bit. No, that's weird. Never mind. I'm not. Okay. I I now know that you've had this thought. No, I've never had this thought. I'm trying to get into the mindset of a narcissist. And I have been doing this for 32 years. (laughs) I would probably not kiss myself. I don't. Is it you or is it just someone who looks like you? It's just you? someone who looks if like you. If it's just you. someone who looks like you, I would want to like be their friend because that would be fun. I am friends with another Ben Padden on uh, Facebook. Have you kissed him? No, but he <laughs> occasionally... The reason we're friends is he would use my email address to sign up for like oh. gym memberships. So I befriended him on Facebook, firstly because I think it's funny. And secondly, if he accidentally signs up for something using my email address, I can tell him I've got the email. Mm. 
And he applied for a job using my email address. He applied for a job as a personal trainer. This guy is six months older than me. Or younger than me. He is, I forget. But he's a personal trailer. He looks like a fucking He-Man action figure. It's <laughs> it's all muscle. It's all glistening, beautiful muscle. And I can't live up so to that. So you do want to kiss him? No, I don't. You should kiss him. I definitely am not going is to kiss British? him. Yes, he's British. You should go over there and kiss him. No, I don't want to. What if he wants you to? He hasn't made that intention clear. I'm not going to make an assumption based on no data. I think you should give love a chance. <laughs> what would you Mandy say? Know. She'd probably be into it. You think Mandy, if I said to Mandy, hey, I'm going to go to England and I'm going to kiss a guy she who... She say, bring me with you. Doesn't look like me, but does have the same name. She'd be like, okay. And it's probably the closest we're ever going to get to seeing me make out with a parallel universe doppelganger. <laughs> who who would want to miss that experience? Me! I don't want to! <laughs> then why are you bringing it up? I... Because it's a decide example, decide precedent for the Barbie situation. Okay. Would you? No, here's the thing: in that Barbie scenario, this is a dumb joke, and I don't personally believe it. But the joke is too funny for me not okay. to say it. Do you not want to find out if your if your carpet matches her drapes? No, these things don't keep me up at night. Okay, good. I just wanted to say that joke. I just wanted the word. Oh, that's a funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's it. Thank you. And then the movie's over. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Would You Make Out With Yourself? <laughs> it's a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast making love to an identical podcast. <laughs> so we know your stance on this movie, but just for the listening audience, tell us why you love this movie. It is a very good movie. It is a very good movie. It is movie. a very good movie. It's a very, verily, it is a very good movie. <laughs> um, there are good songs. Is that it? Yes. Okay. And it's like a sol- It's a solid story. Like the characters have agency. They do things. They make decisions. They arrive at conclusions. Sometimes the conclusions are wrong. Ooh, so twisty. And then they all get married in the end. It might have been a four-way wedding. We don't know. Might be a four-way marriage. Yeah. It could, it could end in polyamory. Yes, exactly. And I'm always down for that. Yeah. Polyamory, where two of the participants of the marriage look the same. Are incidentally identical. Yeah. Incidentally Identical is my favorite Mini Driver movie from the 90s, by the it's way. It's so funny because I did, on the plane back from Boston, watch a documentary called Three Identical Strangers about triplets that had been separated at birth. Wow. Yeah. They were separated for, like, a literal science experiment. Wow. That's, yeah. That's amazing. If you should watch the documentary. This, if, <laughs> if, the, if that documentary were a musical, it would be this... It, the two <laughs> would be utterly indistinguishable. But it's not, so... No. I, en- I enjoyed this movie Yay! more than... Let me finish. No, you're, I feel like no, you're jumping the gun. The re- that's the sentence. I enjoyed this movie more than Swan Lake. Barbie of Swan Lake was weak. It was a weak movie where not a tremendous deal happened. I did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Rapunzel. Rapunzel was an interesting take on the source material. And it felt like characters had... You know, they made decisions and mm-hmm. their yeah, actions had consequences. And... This film, I think, is closer to Rapunzel than it is to Swan Lake. Mm-hmm. Rapunzel, I would happily watch again. If this were on and I weren't doing anything else, I might sit down and watch it. I don't think I would seek out Barbie as the princess and the pauper. The, some of the music was really good. I And I mentioned, like, I really love that song about Cat-Dog. Um, that really... Aww. Made me happy. Yeah, it resonated with me. A lot of the other music was just okay. It wasn't like Disney straight-to-video sequel bad. Mm. 
but it wasn't Disney Renaissance good. It was just, here is some music. Enjoy for two minutes. It was fun. That's all I need. Yeah. In terms of the Lego emoji scale, the Barbie movies kind of exist on their own scale at this point. I think we've spent maybe 12 episodes in a row talking about how the scale is no longer relevant, but Mm. um, the, the Barbie movies don't really exist to push a product. I th- I feel like the Rapunzel. Oh my god, boo! I mean, I mean, they're gonna they're made to sell dolls. Yeah, so sell I mean, a different variation. Yeah. of Barbie. I mean, Bob Barbie as Rapunzel definitely existed to sell a lot of nonsense and a lot of toys and a lot mm-hmm. of play sets. Nothing in this movie particularly leapt out to, other than Barbie for obvious reasons. Particularly leapt out to me as you and you can buy this. I can tell you what the products are. There were stuffed cats. Cool. And the dolls sang. Okay. I mean, that makes some sense. So did that's they, cool. Did they sing together? Yeah. They would sing. If you get that's both quite, dolls, they will cool. sing together. Yes. Nice. But how much of that was, we want to sell this product, so let's put it in the movie. And how much of it was, this is the thing we're doing in this movie. This movie's a musical, so let's have some singing I like dolls. to imagine that they decided to make a musical, and the toys were yeah. secondary to that. That's always what I like to believe, even though I know that it's rarely yeah. true. So of the modern Barbie movies, this is the first mu- musical. You've gone to great lengths to point out that this is the first well, musical. Well, it says so on the cover of the DVD, it does Barbie in her first musical. Um, are there more musicals yes, there to are. come? Yes. Uh, is the next one a musical? Fairytopia is not a musical. Okay. No. I think the next musical after this one is Island Princess. Okay. Island Princess is a musical. How far are we from Island Princess? Island Princess came out in 2007, so we're probably about five or six movies away from it. Okay. So... If I had to guess. We probably won't get to that one until early to mid next year. Yeah. Okay, cool. So there's time to prepare your heart. On the Barbie scale, if we had to rank the movies that we have watched so far, with the top is, I would say, Rapunzel, and the bottom is Barbie and the Rockers... Where does this one place in in your top five? For me personally, this beats out Rapunzel. Okay. Because this is my second favorite of all the Barbie movies. Okay. And I think that's mostly because of my associations with it from watching it when I was, you know, a teenager and having that feeling of, of watching it. And seeing these two people meet and being like, I wish I had a friend. (laughs) (laughs) And getting to like live out that experience vicariously because I didn't really have that when I was younger. And now watching it now, it's been several years since I've watched it. But watching it and getting to see these two characters connect. And now I've had experiences of like meeting someone and feeling that instant connection and friendship and feeling not alone. And I remember what it was like to feel so alone. And this was all I had. And now I'm coming from coming at it from such a different perspective. Like for me, I know it's not an opus, but it's very meaningful to me. And yeah. it's tied to a time in my life. I can understand that. There's definitely, I mean, there are definitely films that I own that are linked to particular points in my mm-hmm. own personal history that maybe aren't super strong or that maybe are just kind of okay or slightly better than okay, but that don't achieve greatness. And what elevates them to greatness for me is my personal experience. Like how the person I was when I first saw those movies versus the person I am now. I mean, The Shape of Water is probably my immediate go-to for films that just hit me hard in the moment I saw them. Um, but The Shape of Water is objectively a good movie. Yeah, it's objectively a good movie, but also it connected to me on a personal level as a disabled person. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that's, maybe that's not necessarily the same thing. And maybe that's too real for a, a dumb podcast where we make fun of toy movies. Sometimes we get real. 
And we, I think we're going to get a little real next week yeah, as well. Yeah, because we're, we're not watching something We're not watching bad. something bad. We've watched a lot of bad ones, and I think we we need a break. Yeah. So we're going back to our old friend, uh, Monsieur Lego. Yes. Uh, and we're going to watch the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Um, we know this is a good movie, which means the next episode may not necessarily be chock-a-block with, you know... The fun little bits that yeah. you come to know and love and yeah. expect. And it's also difficult to be funny about a comedy... Mm, um, yeah. so that's something else so the next episode might you know if you liked the previous Lego movie episode that's probably the tone that we will yeah be... we might be talking about our feelings so yeah so get ready and I think that's I, th- I think sometimes we need that and I think that's good I like that we can do a podcast like yeah. this that has that kind of variety of flavor it can't all be like dumb dumb jerk off fart jokes but then we then d- quit jerking off I'm, I jerk off throughout the recording of this Non-stop. podcast it's in my contract I will not stop not for you, not for passing overhead planes. I can't finish without the planes. Okay. So, or at all, because I have to make it. You have to make it. I'm last in a constant an state a of edging, yeah, for the <laughs> entire. Because remember, we record for sometimes up to two hours and change. Yeah. So I'm just. At the end of it, you're just chafed. I am uncomfortable. I'm looking into having it removed. Because I don't... It's the thing. My contract only stipulates that I have to masturbate my penis. It doesn't state whether it has... If I don't have one, I can have it mounted, (laughs) put it on the table. Get, like, suction cups on the bottom, put it on my table, and just have out while (laughs) we... I never asked for this visual. It's a horrible visual. I'm really sorry that I launched us into this. I I own up to the fact that this was all me. This is entirely you. This is because of the words I said. we, We are definitely, like... We filled up the truck with so much wholesome Barbie material, and there's a little bit, re- little bit of space on the back of the truck for like filth. Yeah. Because this has been a relatively kink-free. Comparatively, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, previous Barbie movies have veered into that area a little bit. Mm. At what point? Here's the thing: neither of us sat down and were like, "We want to do a sexy podcast." About bad I movies. I think we just can't... Just like the raw sexual magnetism of our respective <laughs> personalities... We're very sexual be, individuals. Can't be contained. Like, not... I am having sex right now. I'm And I'm jerking off. Yeah. I'm not watching it because I'm very respectful, but... But we are we are engaged in separate... It never stops. Separate but equal <laughs> sexual activities. Your wife and my girlfriend are going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next time with uh, the Lego movie, uh, the, the Lego Batman movie. And then I think we're going to get back to um, like doing some like weird niche weird movies. Things. As we were watching this and I was um, looking around on IMDb, I did find another movie that I added to the list, which is for... It's pronounced Zuzu Pets, but it's spelled Juju Pets. But there's apparently an hour and twelve minute film about these little toy hamsters that I, don't I added know to the list. Anything about this? I just know that they're toys. I remember seeing commercials yeah. for them. So we're gonna get into like the weird, obscure stuff. We're gonna get into some weird, obscure stuff again. I'm probably gonna try to dig out. There are a couple of movies based on Action Man, which is what the larger GI Joe toys were called in the UK. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of, like, straight-to-video Action Man movies. I think doing one of those soon would be fun as well, because I think that's probably going to be in the same ballpark as the Furby movie mm-hmm. uh, or any of the Barbie movies, but geared more for boys. The, I think there's gonna, this is going to be an interesting batch of four episodes yeah. before we hit our next Barbie. But I think we need that, because, like I said, I'm looking at the list of the episodes that we've done recently, 
And it's there's been a lot of... It's painful to see what we've done to ourselves. Yeah, it's been relatively mainstream, but it's also been very painful. Mm. And I think we need to kind of delve back into the niche yeah. pocket. So we're going to do that. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. If you enjoy the show, there are a couple of things you can do to help us. Firstly, tweet about it, tell your friends, tell your family, hide your kids, hide your wife, tell everyone about this podcast. Podcasts like this survive through positive word of mouth, and we cannot grow our listener base without people like you telling people that you've enjoyed listening to this dumb podcast for jerks. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on any of the podcast platforms that let you leave reviews. And if you enjoy the show and you want to support us financially, um, you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic where you can find wonderful exclusives for as little as $1. Molly, what exclusives do they have? We just put up a brand new bonus episode and you can go listen to that. There's two bonus episodes yep. up now. We're going to do them about once a month. Yeah. And you can also be expecting to receive cards. Our $5 backers get quarterly yeah we're aiming for like seasonal like yeah, quarterly seasonal, seasonal postcards so you'll be getting your your autumn cards soon cool and, and those are designed by you by molly. me uh because fun fact molly is an artist and she designed our artiste. an artiste so yes. i've been mispronouncing it for yeah. 32 years that was the first word i ever said and i've been fucking it up since day one <laughs> molly designed our album artwork she's also a cartoonist and a, an illustrator and even separate from our friendship i genuinely love the work oh! that you do so um so that's nice. So you get that at the $5 level. At the $10 level, um, you'll get a shout-out at the end of the episode, like, hey, it's Billy Rose, who is our presently our only $10 patron. So thank you so much, Billy. Thanks, Billy. You're awesome. We love you. And at the $100 level, you get Billy, all... Billy, if you look just like me, I would make out with you. <laughs> if you look just like me, I would uh, not make out with it's you. It's fine, though, because I'm here. Yeah. But at the $100 level, you do get all of those other goodies. But also, you're the Jeremy. You're Jeremy. Whenever we refer to Jeremy on the show, as we do infrequently, that's you. And that's the only bonus, and only one person can be Jeremy. The end. I think it's worth $100. $100. Yeah. Would, would you back a podcast that had that too? If I had $100, you bet I would. Yeah, you have to say that because this is our show and we want to make yes, it seem enticing. I love our show. And I love Jeremy. Yeah, Whoever love they Jeremy. may be, they're out there someday, Jeremy, one day. Jeremy, you'll find us. You'll come to us. Someday our Jeremy will come. See, it is a musical episode. It, yeah. We opened with a song and we closed with a song. I have stuff going on for the next... Uh, we did the first one. At time of recording, I, I haven't done it yet, but when this goes out, it would have happened. If you live in the Los Angeles area and you are a Doctor Who fan, you can go to Geeky Tees in Burbank on Sunday nights. We do a live Doctor Who after show called Look Who's Talking, where me and a couple of guests discuss that week's episode of Doctor Who. It's not being recorded for a podcast. It's not being live streamed. It is just being done in the store for a live audience. Admission is $5. And if you want to come a little bit earlier, the store does also do a free screening of that week's episode of Doctor Who. So do please check it out. Geeky Tees in Burbank on Magnolia. I think it's 2220 West Magnolia Boulevard. Brilliant, brilliant store. If that address is wrong, we'll cut that bit out. But yeah, I'll be doing those. There are nine more of those because we're doing one for every week of the new season of Doctor Who. I will be there. Molly might show up for some of them. So if you're a fan of the podcast and you live in the area and you want to meet us both, hey, come and say hi. We'll we'll take a photo. We'll sign a boob, whatever it is. Sign someone else's boob. I'm not going to sign my boob and nor will I sign Molly's boobs. No, I might sign my own boob. So you can say you've signed a boob? Yeah. Okay, I might sign my boob. 
And then in a couple of weeks, I will be a guest at San Diego Hukon in uh, San Diego from the 19th to the 21st of October. It is San Diego's only Doctor Who convention. This is their third year doing it. I emceed for the first two years. This year, I'm just a guest because apparently I'm not good enough to emcee anymore. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not, not upset. I'm not like... bitter at all. But I will be doing, um, if you like things like The Adventure Zone and Critical Role, we're going to be doing something like that where me and a bunch of very talented, very funny people are going to be playing the Doctor Who RPG for an audience. We've done it before and I've done it at Gallifrey One. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you might have seen me do that there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm also doing a presentation on the history of Doctor Who merchandise, which is going to contain some hilarious factual inaccuracies. So that should be fun. I'm also going to be doing a panel on DMing, like GMing, DMing for beginners. So if you've wanted to get into tabletop games and you don't know where to begin or you want some advice, uh, me and a couple of friends will be uh, taking point on on that. And you can ask us questions and we'll give you tips. And Molly, I DM for Molly and a, and a bunch of Yeah, he's, he's all right. I'm okay. <laughs> good. Keep my ego in check. <laughs> That's good. Um, huge, huge thank you to Brian Melblum for recording our theme, the Toyetic Toe Tapper. And special thanks to the sponsors of this and the previous episode, LexHex, which is a uh, a free word game that you can play on your iPhone or iPad or iOS device, I guess. Um, I'm actually the voice of the announcer in that game, and you can download it for free by searching the app store for LexHex or going to LexHex.com. That is L-E-X-H-E-X.com. No Android version, which I'm trying not to take personally because... You know, it's not like I did the voices or anything, Henry. I mean, come the fuck on. Like, just just put out an Android version. Just make it happen. I want to play the game. I want to play it too. I love word puzzles. I'm in the game and I can't play the game. So you either, Henry, have to port it to the Android or buy me an iPhone. Balls in your court. <laughs> I think that is it, unless I'm forgetting anything. I think that's everything. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. Wife swapping, so <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe not. I don't know what you're going to do. That sounds painful. That would, where would you even put it? Gas cap. Where would I put it? Up. I mean, there are bits, right? <laughs> Bing bong. Yes, can I help you? Yeah, if I were to fuck this plane, where would I put it? What would be the easiest part of the plane to put inside of me? And how do we do that?